0: To another episode of Why Won't You Date Me? A podcast where me, Nicole Fire tries to figure out how I'm still single even though you could rip all of my tomatoes out of my new food garden, and I'd go, "Okay, I guess you needed them." My guest today has a podcast called Yes Is Stripper. I enjoy her Instagram very much, or their Instagram. I don't. I didn't ask your pronouns, which is rude. I'll ask now. Yeah, my pronouns are she/her for right now. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So she's incredible. It's AM. Hi.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for doing this. Thank you for reaching out. I thoroughly enjoy your posts and stuff. Uh, I feel like you're a very
1: good ally. Thank you. I'm honored. I was shocked when I saw that you shared one of my posts in your stories. I'm like, and somebody actually texted me a screenshot. They're like, have you seen this? And I was like, <laughs>
0: you
1: know, <laughs> it was really cool. So, yeah, thank you so much for being open to having me. Oh, yeah, no problem.
0: I had been trying to figure out how to have strippers and or sex workers. Also, is it the same thing? Is stripping sex work? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That might be me. the way you smiled. I was like, hmm, that's a dumb question.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It's not a dumb question at all. And I, I think that it's great that people ask even the most basic questions because, you know, it means you want to learn. So mm-hmm. I do. I do want to learn a lot specifically because I'm like, I think sex
0: work is, you know, work. And I think it's insane that it's stigmatized because people have sex for free. So I'm like monetizing <laughs> it to me is like, oh, that's smart. And also I, I pole dance, not well, but I love it. And I like found this hashtag that was like not a stripper. And I was oh, yeah. like, well, that's insane. <laughs> like, why do you need to have the distinction if, because like, it's not like pole dancing was this art form on its own. If I'm correct, it came from strip clubs. Correct. So like, <laughs> so it's insane to be like, I'm not a stripper, but this apparatus that I'm swinging around is for a stripper, but the person on it is not it's just, it's so, it's like a, I don't know, it's 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 weird.
1: It is weird. And it actually upsets strippers quite a bit. And it's actually why the hashtag, yes, a stripper was created and, you know, sort of in clap back to that and mm-hmm. to also have a discussion around how rude the hashtag, not a stripper is and, and it divide, it, it divides, you know, mm-hmm. and it, and it, and it's. The people who created it did so it to separate themselves from strippers to make sure that people knew, like, yeah, well I dance on a pole, but like I don't do what strippers do. And in that sense, it puts us in this category that strippers aren't good, that we're that mm-hmm. that it's bad to be a stripper. And so that's that's how it makes us feel like excluded from the thing that we created for y'all to do. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you know? So yeah, it's, it's infuriating.
0: Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. It's like, it's very confusing. Like when I, I was trying to wrap my head around it and I was trying to think of like an equivalent and I truly can't figure out one. I guess it's like, if you have knives and you're like, not a chef, (laughs) (laughs) not a chef. I cut shit, but I'm not, I'll cut this steak, but I am not a chef. It's just so insane to me. That's
1: a good analogy.
0: (laughs) Cause it's like, yeah, okay. We all, I don't know. It's just, it's very strange to me. I pull at a place, it's called Luscious Maven. I think it's like rather inclusive and, I just like that nobody was like, you're too fat to be on a pole. Oh, yeah. Never. at us just name it. great. Yeah. And uh, and I've had some people like, you know, message me and be like, I'm scared to do it. And I'm like, just go do it. And then I've had people be like, I went and uh, they told me I was too big or like the teacher was condescending. And I was like, oh, this is so weird that their experience is not good like mine.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so Luscious, I actually had a reaction when you said Luscious Maven because um, I've I've worked there before my accident. And um, it actually was originally a studio called Expositions, and it was one of the first studios in Los Angeles that was open in, like, 2007. Mm -hmm. And it was the first studio I ever worked at. So I've been working in that building off and on since 2007. And um, I have worked at Luscious Maven for a while. How, have we never crossed paths there? I do not think so. I take a lot of classes or took,
0: oh boy, I miss it, uh, with Veronica and then Tempest. Yes. And then I've done a couple with, uh-oh, I don't remember her name, but her Instagram handle is Vegan Pole Dancer. Monica. Yes, Monica. Mm-hmm. And those, yeah, those are the three I oscillate. Oh, and Jenny. Yeah, those are the, the four I oscillate between.
1: Amazing. Yeah, but I've never had a class with you. Yes, I did all the highly sexual classes.
0: Oh, yes. see, I haven't taken any of those yet, specifically because I don't. Fi- I'm not sexy. Not true. <laughs> like I'm. I. It's not in. Like I'm a very silly person, and that is a thing that I just can't commit to because I don't think it's in me. Mm. And I'm okay with that.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, no pressure. No pressure. But I mean, I-, I would do it, but like, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I feel like I would like look at the footage because I like to, you know, tape myself so I could be like, what did I do right? Because right. in the moment, it's very hard to tell. But I think I'd watch it and be like, wow,
1: this is not sexy at all. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's interesting teaching the sexy pole classes because I'll have like advanced pole dancers have Mm -hmm. a hard time in those classes and I I just find it so interesting that um that there's so many of us that struggle with finding the sensual sexual parts of ourselves and I just love bringing that out in people and I love watching them go through that journey of like discovering their body and like I'm very big on you know Making sure people are touching themselves, but consensually, I don't force anybody to touch themselves. (laughs) You know,
0: (laughs) (laughs) my old class that would be—it's like, touch yourself, do it, hold your titty—you're not holding it. (laughs) Yeah, I I
1: really try not to force anybody. It's more of like encouragement, and Mm -hmm. it's you know, and it's in a very loving, caring way. It's not—it's not like overtly sexual, but yeah, it's just—it's really important to me that people are. Um, in my classes are connected to themselves and their bodies Mm -hmm. and like saying very kind things to themselves that's
0: I think one of the most important things that's a thing that I learned in therapy over Mm -hmm. the years my therapist is like anytime I say something disparaging about myself she's like why are you being mean to my friend and I was like what do you what she's like I like you you're my friend why are you being so rude to her and I was like oh my god I don't know so I tried, like, anytime I'm like, oh, God, you idiot. I'm like, well, okay, Nicole, you're not an idiot. Like, and then I I think that's the thing I like the most about stripping, like going to clubs and stuff, is like people are seem to be being nice to themselves. And they're going, look at this body. Don't you love it? I love it. I'm like, yes, I do love it. It makes yeah. me happy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there is definitely a lot of it. I mean, there's also a lot of insecurities that we all deal with behind the scenes. It, and it looks like we're... You know we've got it all together, but you know we're just like anybody else. At the end of the day, we still, you know, also walking around and and looking hot is part of the job. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it's like you have to get your hair done, your makeup done, and you know get the right outfits and do whatever you're gonna do to your skin and and so it's it looks like we're like oh I'm hot and I'm great all the time, <laughs> but just like everyone else, we go home and we're like shit like. I, you know, we say all the things to ourselves as well. I don't mm-hmm. want to put words into people's mouths and say really negative shit. But, you know, we still go home and, and we're just like everyone else. We like want to eat ice cream and watch Netflix mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: So you how long have you? Well, I guess clubs are closed now, but how long yeah. prior
1: to <laughs> Corona were you working in clubs? I started working in clubs in 2002. Okay. yeah. And then in 2018, I was in an accident and um, I stopped working in the clubs during Mm -hmm. at that time. Yeah. Do you think you'll go back to working in clubs? I don't see that happening because since then I've become a union coordinator. What's that mean? (laughs) It means I'm trying to unionize strippers. and, Ah, uh, um, And if I'm not unionizing strippers, I'm informing them of their rights very loudly. Mm-hmm. Um, very clearly, and um, one of the things that they do here in the LA clubs now is they look at your Instagram handles before they hire you. Wait, really? Yeah, exactly. And so one of the reasons they do that is because they were they're pressuring their dancers to advertise the club on their Instagram accounts. So the mm-hmm. more followers you had, the more likely you were oh. to get hired. Yeah. And then after a while, when they understood that there was a group of people informing strippers of their rights, they look at Instagram accounts to see if you're posting about your worker rights. Like if you're learning stuff and Mm -hmm. if you're agreeing with it and if you're posting it, they're like, oh, never mind. And like that will determine if you will get hired or not. That's fucking crazy.
0: That's truly the wildest thing I've not the wildest thing I've ever heard. But like it's that's fucked up to like, mm-hmm. be like, okay, we've got a group of girls. Let's go hunting through their personal lives mm-hmm. to see if they're educated on like, to see if we could take advantage of them essentially.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, there was a case in a different city, um, not in LA, not in California where a dancer was hired. She, you know, a contract was ready for her and um, she came in uh, with a hat on and they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, we're ready for you. And then she took the hat off and walked away or something. And, and, Half an hour later, they're like, oh, never mind. We're not hiring you. And she, she's like, I think it's because when they recognized me and they went back and they looked at my account because her account now, when she got hired, she wasn't posting about her rights. But then later when the mm-hmm. club opened, when COVID, you know, calmed down. And the club opened and they looked at her Instagram account and it had been all about her rights. Mm-hmm. They were like, okay, never mind. So they like they terminated her contract and we suspect it's because she had started talking about her rights on Instagram because nothing else had changed. Why take away her contract?
0: That's so fucked right. up. That's so rude. So, okay, I the paying system in a club... I read somewhere that sometimes girls pay like they have to tip out the house, like tip out the club before they start dancing. So when you start dancing, you're dancing in the hole, essentially. And you have absolutely
1: that's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's called a house fee. So you're like renting the space that you use in the strip club.
0: I guess that's similar to like like a beautician where they have to like rent their chair.
1: It is. But but the difference is that the beauty salons are like doing stuff for you. They're like cleaning this shit up for you. They're mm -hmm. they're like supplying you with the things They're They're like, you know, you have the tools and they clean up your chair. They sweep for you at the strip Mm -hmm. club. Like you have to buy all your own stuff for work, all your own costumes, your own shoes. Like we clean the poles ourselves. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they have the waitresses come up there. But, you know, it's. They're not providing enough for us for us to be paying them.
0: Mm -hmm. Also, you like if you sell food, you sell it at such a high markup that that probably covers what you're asking dancers to pay in. And then drinks are obviously super marked up. So it's like you are making money elsewhere. Why not? Would you advocate, like, to have a hat, like, to tip after you finish dancing or, like, not tip tip at the house at all?
1: I mean, not tip the house at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I were a, a server, I don't pay to go in. You know, I, I don't, I guess I bet I tip my bus boy, but that's only if mm-hmm. I want to. So the thing is, is these tip outs are coerced and you're, it's like, if you don't tip out, then you get treated like shit. If you don't tip out enough, you get treated like shit. Like the DJ mm-hmm. will skip you or the DJ will Wait, play. really? Yeah. Or the DJ will play music that you don't like on purpose. You won't get the shifts that you like. If you have an argument with a customer and you haven't tipped out your bouncer enough, then the bouncer won't try to help you as much. That's literally insane. Yeah, but it happens everywhere.
0: That's so fucked up. Like, just to, like, have a bouncer be like, oh, you didn't give me 20 extra fucking dollars, so I'm going to let your life be in danger? Yes. That makes <laughs> that makes me so angry. Yeah. That's just, that's just
1: awful. I know. And it happens all across the country, and it's, ha- you know, I don't know— I know that they get ripped off in Canada, too, but I don't know, like, the tipping culture exactly there. But they're Mm -hmm. also, like, in Canada, they have to pay agencies. Wait, what? Yeah, they pay the agency, and then the agency books them. And then, like, they get these paychecks, and it looks like an AT&T bill where it's, like, they just – Take a fee for this and a fee for that And then one of the things they do is they charge Them promo fees so they take their Photo of the dancer and put it on a Poster and put their logo on it and Charge the dancer for that
0: oh my God this is wild Yeah this is I Mean okay so are you for Like sex work to be Decriminalized or legalized What and then what's the difference I have so many questions
1: (laughs) Uh, you know, that's a really excellent question. I'm, I'm for decrim. And the reason I'm for decrim is because the most seasoned activists, uh, sex workers, that's what they're for. And so I, mm-hmm. they know more than I do. Um, I know that legalization isn't the best idea. And I don't know why. And I'm sorry that I can't answer that with like full that's confidence. Okay. But I do know that The majority of sex workers and activists working in sex work want decrim. I want decrim. I want full-service sex work decriminalized for both the john and for the worker. Because in some cases, they're trying to decriminalize it just for the worker and then make it so that it's a criminal act for the john. But that doesn't help anybody.
0: No, that's like a...
1: Like you can eat at a restaurant, but you can't go to
0: a supermarket because food's illegal. Do you know? Like, it's like,
1: yeah, you can't have one without the other. Exactly. Yeah. So they call that the Nordic model. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which is so fucking weird. It's it's very strange to be like, okay, so your livelihood is, you know, having an interaction with a person, but we're going to criminalize the person wanting the interaction. So then it's like, well, who do I interact with?
1: Right. it the whole it's just nonsense. It's them just looking like, oh, we're doing something to help you see like we do want to help you psych. like <laughs> that's what it feels like, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: it's absolutely. That's <laughs> and then why is I mean, maybe you don't know the answer to this. Maybe nobody does. Why is prostitution or like illegal? But then stripping is legal. Why are there like tiers of things that like are OK?
1: I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure why they, you know, it's the morality police, I suppose, you mm-hmm. know, um, and I think a lot of it has to do with penetration and the this thing that they believe, well, you're just spreading STIs, STDs. And, you know, you're just making it worse for society because you're spreading these diseases is what I'm thinking of maybe with mm-hmm. their their thought processes of why one over the other. Um, but I think ultimately, at the end of the day, it's that they can't control that capital. And so if you look at porn, for instance, that is people penetrating all different types of orifices with each other on camera they're getting paid. The executives are getting paid. The directors are getting paid. Everyone's getting paid from porn, but full service sex work, which is what you call prostitution, sex workers prefer to call it full service sex work, and I'll Ugh. I'll explain why in a minute. But when you're when you're doing full service sex work, the worker themselves is the only one that's capitalizing off of their body, and therefore that can't be regulated. It can't be um, controlled. And so that really pisses off the man, right? Mm -hmm. Because they don't want females, female bodies specifically, yes, they're male uh, sex workers, but specifically females, they don't want us making money off of our bodies. That that causes a problem for them that empowers us. And the way we see it is it's just a way to, to maintain control over our bodies. Why is porn legal but me having sex with a stranger consensually for money is not? What's the difference?
0: I mean, honestly, there's no difference. And in my head, I'm like, wouldn't it be in your best interest as a government to tax it? (laughs) Like, it's just like, why aren't drugs legal? Tax them. Like, it's people want things. They're going to do it regardless. So why not tax them? Exactly. Why not have full service sex work? You know, you're a single person. You incorporate. You become a corporation. And then you're taxed as a corporation. Like, it's it's really
1: kind of dumb. It is kind of dumb. And quite frankly, they've caused all the problems themselves by making full-service sex work illegal in the first place because when they closed down all of the brothels and they're like, okay, never mind, these are illegal, like, bye. And then they kicked all the sex workers out onto the street That's where, because mm-hmm. those brothels were their homes. That's where they lived, with their families. And so now these workers were out on the streets, and so that's how street work was created Mm -hmm. because they didn't have safe houses and then they needed pimps because they needed to be protected from people Mm -hmm. who were harming them on the streets so that's why pimps were created and then some people were like hey we could move these people around and make money off of this and that's how sex trafficking was started so it's just like if, if they all just kept their noses out of it or asked us like ask us they're not asking us they just do it's like going to a construction site and making up all these laws and rules and they're not construction workers. And they don't know, mm-hmm. you know, you're just ruining it.
0: Yeah, that's fucked up. I didn't know that <laughs> sex workers lived in brothels. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like, you went to the brothel, that's your job, you go home. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, they lived, they lived <laughs> in them, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, this is back in the early 1900s, you know, when mm-hmm. when brothels were like allowed to be. Um, and I did want to address the the word prostitution um, because you know it's something that I learned a couple years ago, even after being a sex worker for several years mm-hmm. um, is that you know the word prostitution was created to deem people who are doing what they consider an illegal act. So the word prostitution is used for, someone who is illegally selling sex for money uh, and we okay. don't believe it should be legal and therefore it's a carceral term and it's a term that was created by the authorities and by you know the law basically mm-hmm. and you know we don't like that very much <laughs> so okay i stopped saying it yeah oh no but when i say we don't like that very much i mean like we we don't like that it's illegal that it's considered illegal mm-hmm. that it, it makes no sense and so to us we don't think that we're doing anything wrong so yeah but it, it's such a commonly used word it's not mm-hmm. yeah no one's getting angry it's just I like to just like educate no no about it's it. it's nice
0: I um. I've been trying to like learn and I will try to like post, you know, things about like pro sex work things in my stories because I truly believe it's, you know, it's work and it's, I think it's legitimate. And I've had a couple people be like, here are some corrections. And I'm like, great that's I don't know I truly don't know I like try to do my due diligence if I like see something like I looked up the Nordic model before I posted about it to be like is this a thing and then (laughs) a bunch of google.com she's a friend she helped me she said yes (laughs) so then I like posted about it and then I posted something else I don't remember what and then someone in my messages was just like oh this is a pretty problematic person for x y and z uh, so maybe don't repost them and I was like
1: you know what I didn't know thank you yeah yeah definitely there's, and I get the same messages, too, for, for, for all different kinds of things. There's just so much to
0: learn. There is so much to learn. And I feel like sometimes people get upset when corrected because they're like, well, I'm trying. And it's like, well, <laughs> trying is one thing. But like just listening is so much more
1: helpful sometimes than just trying. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I've just, I've found that there's a lot of defensiveness in the learning process these last several months.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like I got into an argument with uh, a friend over those little black squares during the the summer in LA, where everyone was, you know, marching and protesting and posting things, and then you know, fall came. They're like, we gotta go to the, gotta go sleep or something. I don't know. It just yeah. <laughs> the fervor left LA. But uh, I had an argument with my friend. I was like, don't post that black square. I don't know why. I don't like it, but I don't think you should post it. And then when like that was like the night before people were posting it and then we woke up and then I like saw a post that was like it's fucking up the algorithm for the black lives matter hashtag where there's information and I was like Mm. ah yeah I knew why I like I knew it was like pointless but I was like I didn't know what I thought was like harmful about it but then I like explained it to my friend and they're like but everyone else is doing it and I was like yeah but like the black person in front of you is telling you that that it's meaningless That it's not, it doesn't matter. And then we like got into like kind of a heated argument about it. And then they finally deleted it. But I was like, and then they apologized. And I was like, but had you just like listened, I wasn't saying you're wrong. I'm saying this, this thing that you're trying to do that's helpful isn't helpful. So just listen. Yeah.
1: listening's hard. It's hard, but also admitting that maybe there's something that you could have done better. Like Mm -hmm. I think- people just don't want to look bad like so hard they don't want to look bad that they'd rather defend and not listen than admit that and and i don't think that when you're making a mistake you look bad but i think that's how a lot of people read it like they don't Mm -hmm. want to have made a mistake and look bad but i think that looking bad helps everybody
0: I think so. I, I don't mind looking bad. I look bad and stupid all day long. Like, I love roller skating. Uh, she not good at it. I fall down all the time. Yeah. But I'm just like, I don't know. If I don't look bad and look silly doing something I like, then I'm never going to get good at it. So,
1: like, right. why not? Yeah. Or also looking bad opens the door for other people to, to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: did you learn how to pole dance before working in a club or did you learn after you get the job?
1: Well, when I started in 2002, there were no pole dance classes. So you learn Ah, on the stage, naked, in front of strangers is how you learn. How wild. Yes. (laughs) That's (laughs)
0: that's so interesting that like, yeah, that there's no place to like learn how to do this. And you're like, okay, I I guess I just do it. (laughs) Um, on P-Valley, which is like my favorite show, uh, they sometimes practice in the club uh, like during the day. Is that something that's real? Yeah,
1: absolutely. We would either go in early or stay late or practice like on a slow shift would be a perfect mm-hmm. time to do that. Um, but, you know, going in early means that, you know, the club opens at 11. So you want to get there at 10, but like ready to go so that you can spend your time on the pole and not in the dressing mm-hmm. room getting ready. And then if you're working at night and you want to practice after work, the club closes either at 2 or at 4. So you're mm-hmm. in the morning so that you're there practicing at like 2.30, 3 in the morning after you've just worked all night. Dang. Yeah. That's a lot. And in
0: L.A., what the rule is if there's liquor, it can be full titties. And then if there's no, wait, if there's no liquor, full titties. If there's liquor, no full titties, right?
1: Well, it kind of depends on where you are. So, you know, in certain, it, it varies by city, actually. So, in, oh. yeah. So in Hollywood, for instance, we have to be bikini if there's alcohol. But in North mm-hmm. Hollywood, they can be topless, but they have to stay behind a line on the stage. And there's only beer and wine. Oh, so yeah. arbitrary. Yes. And then in and then in Los Angeles County, if you're nude, then there's no alcohol at all. I wonder why. I also wonder why uh I think a lot of it like people don't want people to be nude with alcohol. Like they think that everyone's just gonna go crazy and just I'm <laughs> drinking alcohol and you don't have <laughs> panties on and I can't control myself. <laughs> I guess is that what it is I don't know
0: maybe because in Portland there's it's like full bar full nudity and in in Kansas a full bar like the first strip club I went to was in Kansas it was like full nudity and I was like
1: oh okay then in LA I was like wait what (laughs) It's like, this is confusing. It's very confusing. And again, they're hurting themselves because then the clubs could do more sales and liquor and then they could be paying more taxes to the state. Yes. It's so, it's almost as if the government's like, mm,
0: we don't want money. <laughs> like, it, But it's like, they do. They do. They want money. They want to keep it. They don't want to give it to us. But like, just <laughs> things they could be doing could be very smart. But oh boy.
1: yeah, I know.
0: Real quick, we have to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it for just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in Newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because... Sometimes I don't want to, like, own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at, like, having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to nuuly.com, n u u. L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N U U L Y.com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes This is a love and relationship podcast, but also <laughs> I am not dating right now. So like I've just been talking about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. Um, but OK, I'll ask you. Are you
1: single? Are you dating? I'm so incredibly single. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. For a long time.
0: Same Samesies. Mm-hmm. As a sex worker, is dating harder
1: or No. It's much harder. Um, you know, they you you meet people who are okay with it at first, and then the more they start to develop feelings for you, then your closeness with other men becomes an issue for them. Mm-hmm. That's been my experience. Um, or I'm just not taken seriously from the beginning, and I get played pretty well because mm-hmm. I'm so like, if I like you, like I'm I'm loving I'm. I'm kind like I want to do things for you and um and so I've I feel like those things have been taken advantage of and then they just peace out super early because I don't think they intended to to go any further with me mm-hmm. because of what I do because they can't handle it and then my Instagram account too I've gotten broken up with uh over my Instagram account before Wait, really because mm, it's like highly sexualized
0: yeah but that's what you do that's what like <laughs> do you, you wait know. to tell people like do you wait to like the second or the third date or is it like the first date you're like I strip
1: yeah I kind of just come right out and say it because like I just don't it, I wouldn't have to do that if I were an accountant or a lawyer Mm -hmm. I'd be like, "Oh, so this is our third date, and I just really have to let you know, (laughs) I'm a lawyer. So I don't know if that's gonna be a problem for you." And he's like, "I can't take a lawyer home to my mother." (laughs) Right? Exactly. So I, I just come right out and say it, and I make it even like on the dating apps, I like make it very clear of what I do, and the conversations that I've had with people, it's very disappointing. You know, they're like, oh, well, I've been with a yeah. stripper before and it's it's like X, Y and Z. And I'm like, OK. Oh, so they'll just tell you straight up.
0: They're like, oh, I've already had this experience and this is what it's going to be like. So it's fine.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: I It's so interesting that I don't know that sex work and stripping just can't be considered a job. And it's like, well, that's the job I do. And because yeah. I guess I just don't see getting jealous of like getting closer to other men because it's like, oh, I'm just I'm taking their money. That's the whole that's the whole thing is a fantasy. Yeah. I, I truly like it, I don't know, to me it's a fantasy.
1: Yeah. So it's
0: like, why why get mad if that's the thing that you signed up for?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people just have this notion of what they think stripping and sex work is from the media. I mean, the media is very influential and has been in our lives since you know we were born. And Uh, The medium paints us as a certain type of person. And so if you really follow a stripper and like learn about what we do for work, there's a lot of care that goes into dealing with the clients like we a lot of times we are talking to them or listening to them or. Um, you know, I've gotten paid $400 an hour before just to give people shoulder massages and drink champagne with them, you know, um, because that's what they wanted. They just wanted the company of another person. And so, but yeah, you know, there's plenty of times where I've been like grinding my bare pussy on their hard dick through their jeans. <laughs> yeah. But it's meaningless, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. I know it sounds like I wanted to say it like that because it definitely sounds like, whoa, you know. But that's the fucking Mm -hmm. truth. I did plenty of that for hours and hours and hours, you know. But Mm -hmm. collective hours, not in a row. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, I get it. But it's like you just have to... You, uh, you have to date people who are secure with themselves as a sex worker, someone who knows that, you know, what I'm doing when I'm grinding on hard dick, that's not my emotions. It's not my heart. It's, it's my body. And I'm happy to share my body with other people. It makes me feel good knowing that I am giving someone intimacy that they really need. If you look at it that way, if you look at it as, like, these people are paying for intimacy because they either don't know how to get it from whoever or they're in an unhappy marriage and they just want to forget about something and feel a person on them like that that can be so sweet if you think about it we're giving people body therapy
0: yeah it's like a living weighted blanket yeah because I think people have weighted blankets because it feels like a hug Mm mm-hmm I don't understand weighted blankets. I really don't like them. I I like weighted blankets. I I just, I can't get behind them. I just feel like I'm dying. (laughs) I really hate that. Yeah, I guess I could see how someone could get jealous. I, I get, it's not the same thing as comedy, but kind of. Uh, I've had some uh, people I've dated not enjoy me being funnier than them. Mm. Uh, and then it becomes like a weird little competition. And I'm like, well, it's my job. And I know that, you know, men are supposed to be funny, but guess what? A lot of them aren't. <laughs> and it's just like, it would be like a, not an argument, but a one-upmanship. I'd, like I I'd say something funny, he'd like try to up it and then I'd up it. And then I'm like, This is like what comics do when we get together. So like, this is, this is my arena. And, you know, I don't know. (sighs) I think strong, strong people are intimidating. Oh,
1: yeah. 100%. And it definitely takes a strong person, first of all, to do comedy. My gosh. I'm like, I wish I could do comedy. I'm terrified of it. Isn't that funny? I could be naked. It is very funny. I could be naked in front of, like, 500 people. I don't care. 500 is great. That, that's a huge <laughs> audience. Like, I'm hungry for it right now, actually. But to do, like, stand-up comedy, oh, my God. I'd be terrified. Yeah, it is. I mean,
0: <laughs> whatever I think about it, I'm like, it's literally the most insane thing. Like, just truly, like, being like, okay, I wrote a bunch of things down. I'm going to say them out loud, and you're all going to laugh. And then if you don't, I'm going to tell you that you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and then explain to you why the joke was funny. <laughs> and then stripping, I guess, like, I don't know. Like I, I've always said, uh like I've talked to friends about like nudity and like acting and stuff, and I'm like, would you do nudity? I'm like, I would show my pussy, but I don't think I would show my titties. And everyone thinks that's insane.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting yeah. That's a yeah. I would I feel the opposite.
0: See, I like my pussy. I don't love my titties. So I'm like, I don't know, I'll show you the thing that I like
1: the best. Yeah, I think that's great. That's what makes uh, you know, sex work so great. Not that you're doing sex work, but it's like you know when <laughs> you, when you get to choose what to do with your body, it's like you're providing for people what they need. You know, it's supply and demand, and some people probably mm-hmm. would rather see pussy over tits. So at least someone's yeah, someone's willing to.
0: And I'm here to show you know. it yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I think <laughs> I think that <laughs> so like being bottomless reminds me of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, so I think yeah. that's how I'd be like, yeah, I don't mind. I'm Winnie the Poohing it. I love that. <laughs> so um, that's I guess why I'd be comfortable with it. I love Here's a question, working in clubs there isn't much diversity in clubs. Like Mm. I like jumbos and I like cheetahs before cheetahs turned into whatever the fuck cheetahs is now. Mm. And there'd always be like one black girl or like maybe two black girls, like barely any trans women. And I was like, this is so weird. Mm -hmm. And in, I mean, have you danced anywhere other than LA?
1: Yes. I danced in West Palm beach for a little while and uh, I danced in Vegas and then um, just, like, randomly here and there across mm-hmm. the country, yeah. Like, one night here.
0: Are the clubs that you've danced in,
1: like, predominantly white? Are they, like, mixed well with, like, different people or... No, they're predominantly white. Um, and that's because they're racist. And then there's the, the hip-hop clubs that are predominantly women of color. And mm-hmm. really no trans people. I worked with a trans dancer in Vegas... But she was so she was passing. She was so mm-hmm. passing. There was no like we we only really knew because it, it got out and circulated as gossip. And this and the, which is shitty, which is shitty. And this was back in like two thousand and three and four when we were just a lot less woke, which even wasn't that long ago. It was so pathetic. But she was treated differently. Unfortunately, but she was so passing and beautiful. And I just wish that they would allow more trans dancers to be with us. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and the white clubs are racist. And the black clubs are, they don't really hire a lot of white dancers. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like if you go into a club, like the which is infuriating, the club owners and the managers think, well, we know what people like. And so we're going to schedule and hire dancers based on what we think people like. And it's like, but people like so many different things. Yeah. And... Yeah, if they
0: don't like one dancer, they don't have to look at that one. It's five minutes. Like, exactly. you can just be like, oh, that that one's not for me. Yeah. Uh, have you ever worked with a fat dancer? I don't think I've ever seen a no. fat stripper.
1: No, I haven't because they're fattists. Is that a word? Anti-fat dancers? I think it's
0: uh, fat phobic. That's the word. Fat
1: phobic. Yeah, that, that's what they are. And um, no, I've never, but I know. Some now that dance online and they're just like Mm -hmm. stunning and Mm -hmm. wonderful and beautiful and people like them and and are turned on by them and so again that's the owners and the managers thinking that they know what everybody wants if you go to a porn site it's like so many different kinds of things
0: yeah everything you could possibly want everything
1: because everybody wants everything
0: like instagram has uh opened the door for me to see like a like people who look like me dancing mm-hmm. and then that makes me a little bit more motivated to be like ah, well I will get that move one day or maybe one day I will dance in a club one like dream of mine is to like <laughs> once a month dance in a club and then donate the money to something I love that. or like give it back to the girls or something but like just be like once a month I do this um, but I have to get good first
1: <laughs> I mean good at what what part do you have to get good at tricks I'm a trick lady
0: I so I went to this club in Kansas and this woman named Foxy told me that there's four types of dancers there's face girls floor girls pole girls who do like tricks and stuff and then wait face floor tricks oh maybe that maybe it's only three I don't remember but I want to be a pole girl who does tricks
1: okay okay a pole girl who does tricks yeah yeah that's great that's, I mean, she's right. There's all, I know pole girls that only do tricks and don't do floor or face. Mm-hmm. I do all three. Floor, f- oh. face,
0: pole. See, I mean, that <laughs> would be like the ultimate, but, you know, I can't be greedy. I'm just going to pick one and focus on that. No, I love
1: it. Yeah. No, that that is pretty accurate of her, though. That is pretty accurate, but. I wish that for you that you get to thank fulfill you. that dream. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know I worked at Jumbo's for 11 and a half years.
0: No, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah, I yeah. wonder if I've seen you dance there. Probably. Probably have. Yeah.
1: When did you stop dancing there? In 2000 December of 18 of December of 2018. Oh, then I definitely must yeah, I probably must saw have. you there. Yes. It's maybe one of
0: it's I like. Did you have a good experience? I oh no!
1: What a big long pause! (laughs) I'm so sad.
0: It's one of my favorite places. Oh no! Yes
1: and no. Um, yes and no. It was uh, working with the dancers there was unbelievable. The dancers made that place. It makes it what's so like what's so special about it Mm -hmm. is the dancers. And um, but the way it's it's run, it's mismanaged poorly. The owner is a Trump supporter. Which is weird, mm-hmm. um, and that it, makes me so sad. And it was racist. There were racist hiring policies. Um, actually, there was no policies regarding hiring. They just do whatever they want. So it's kind of racist. They had two, mm-hmm. two and a half black dancers there. Yeah, out of a roster of fifty. Oh damn! I didn't know fifty girls worked there. They did, and then then they then she fired like a third of the dancers um, when the law changed. And uh, it went down to one and a half black dancers out of thirty. Dang. Yeah. So you know things like that are pretty disappointing, and it, you know we as dancers weren't um, weren't as well taken care of as uh, we should have been. So there was mm-hmm. uh, you know struggles with the owner, and a lot of people think, oh, the owner is a woman. That's great. It's like no, you don't have. It doesn't matter your gender. It matters mm-hmm. how you take care of your workers.
0: Yeah, people shouldn't get a pass just because they are a certain ethnicity, right. race, or gender. It's like, are you doing the right thing or are you not doing the right thing? Yeah. Because it's like, demonize white men all you want, but there's some white men doing the work and being good people.
1: Yeah. So you can't say all. Right. Like, my brother. My brother is a really... He's a really dope white dude. Is yeah. he single? <laughs> he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell him about me. <laughs> yeah, he's dope. So, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed working there. It's why I stayed there for 11 and a half years. Mm-hmm. And I stayed because of who I worked with and what, you know, that stage, that room itself is magical. You know, it really is. Yeah. It, it, it is that a static
0: or a spin pole? Static, that's right? a static pole.
1: Yeah. Okay. It also looks bigger than other poles I've seen. It's a 50. It's 50 millimeters. So it is bigger Mm -hmm. because the standard one's 45. Actually, in stripper culture, standard is 50 millimeter. And then in pole dancing culture, it turned to 45 because everyone wanted to do the grips where their body is far away from the pole. And so it's easier to do on a 45 than it is a 50. I see. I see. I'm learning so dang much. Mm-hmm. And actually in strip clubs, standard poles are brass, not chrome or silver. Mm-hmm. So they're stickier and a little harsher on the skin. So, you know. Yeah. Stripper pole <laughs> dancing is hardcore.
0: <laughs> I have a brass pole at my house and I like it because it's I, I stick to it easier. And then I hadn't pulled in a studio in so long. And then when I went back to the studio, I was like, why am I sliding? This is harder I like brass. Yeah. I guess it does like rip up my skin, but like, I just, I prefer it. Yeah. It's much better. Okay. Here's another question. What are, cause I have my thoughts. What are tipping standards that everyone should be doing in a club?
1: I think it depends on what kind of, you know, economic status that you're at. So if you don't have a ton of money, I would say that you sort of like, Pick an amount that you want to spend and not spend over that. And when you're done spending that money, then you just got to go. You can't stick around. Mm. So if you can only spend 50 bucks, you bring 50 bucks and then you give a dollar or two dollars to each dancer, um, tip every dancer. You don't have to tip every dancer. It's just nice to at least a dollar a dancer. And then when you run out, you leave. Or if you've got mad money, then you spend it as much as you can and Mm -hmm. you tip every dancer. If you've got a ton of money, you tip every dancer like five bucks. If you've got a ton of money.
0: I, okay. So these are very similar to my thoughts. My thoughts are you tip a dollar per dancer, no matter if you like the dancer or not. Mm -hmm. And when they're up the second time, it's still a dollar. It's a dollar per dance, not per girl. Right. And if you don't have the money, you have to go. You can't just sit by the bar. It's not like in a proximity to the stage. It's like, if you do not have money to put on the stage, you have to leave. Mm -hmm. And then if you have a ton of money, truly treat everyone so nicely. And then I like the first time I did it, my friend was like, so you're tipping all of them. And I was like, yes. And (laughs) they were like, why? And I was like, because they danced. And I think that's what you have to do. And (laughs) and then um And then, like, uh, when I, you know, was making a little bit more money, I would tip, like, $10. Like, I would just, like, throw a lot of money and just, like, spend money. And then the girls would, like, thank me. And I was, like... They're, they don't seem to be thanking many other people. Are not? Are, are other people not doing the same thing I'm doing? No. And I was like, this is stupid. This is." And then I, I got into a fight with a friend who like didn't tip at all. And I was like, you have to or you have to go. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, you can't be. He didn't <laughs> tip at all and he's confused no. about why he shouldn't yes, be there. I think a lot of people get confused. They're just like. Well, you know, they probably get like a a, like money from the club, like a like a like a server gets two dollars and 50 cents an hour. They're like, I mean, maybe like they do that at a club, but you right. You don't get or do you get like like a server?
1: So, yeah, like it depends on where if you're at Jumbo's Clown right now and they were open, then she did switch over to that model where, you know, the law had had been rewritten to make it more clear for these owners to understand that strippers are actually employees and that they should be getting paid hourly. Um, But the majority of the clubs, they've never followed that rule. Which is why when there are labor lawsuits and class actions against them, 99% of the time they settle out of court and the dancers Mm -hmm. win because they're always violating labor law. And so then the law was like, okay, let us rewrite this to make it clear for you of how you should be running your business. And most of the clubs, they still didn't switch over to start to pay their dancers hourly, which is what they're supposed to do. But it's Mm -hmm. minimum wage, though. So even if I'm up there dancing for $15 an hour, you're still supposed to tip me. You wouldn't go to a restaurant and not tip your server because they're getting paid hourly. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just the culture. It's like, I don't understand how you go into a strip club and not... Tip. It's just the culture. It's what we see on TV and movies. Like, can't you learn anything positive? (laughs) Just take the negative shit. So yeah. So um and if you consider like fifteen dollars minimum wage to do what we're doing, it's that's not enough. No,
0: it's a very like it's strenuous. I mean, I've never I I mean, I've only danced to, like, one full song. And then afterwards, I'm like, wow, I'm, like, winded. (laughs) And people do this three times a night, four times a night. This is a lot.
1: Yeah. And but on top of that, too, the emotional labor that we're giving out is because, like, we can't be grumpy strippers. Like, we can't. We have to be like, (laughs) hi, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm having such a great night. What are you doing? What did you do tonight? Like, Mm -hmm. you have to do that all night. With like a hundred different strangers, and then I have to go on staging it naked and hang upside down by my ankles, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And I'm counting my own money backstage every time. You know, you pick up all the money and then you have to count it and mm-hmm. you have to organize it. So I'm my own accountant all throughout the night, keeping track of what I'm making, what I'm going to have to tip out at the end of the night, making sure that I'm getting drinks so that I'm having a good, looking like I'm having a good time, changing my outfits. Like it is. Nonstop work. It's a lot like being a server where you just never mm-hmm. really get a break. It's a lot like that. Yeah, man. But it seems like so much fun. Oh my God. It's so much fun. It's the funnest job ever. It is. I like
0: <laughs> I think it is. Every time I go to Jumbos, I'm like, I I think I like I, I started taking poll because I was like, I want to do this. I just love it so much.
1: Yeah, I um I it's so funny. I was watching um a movie or Netflix I can't remember I'm watching so much shit right now um <laughs> and uh someone got a standing ovation on tv and I was like so jealous that <laughs> I wasn't on stage getting a standing ovation <laughs> because I miss it I'm being on stage feeds my soul
0: yeah, same. I really miss being on stage. I miss, I didn't realize how much of a people, cause I don't like people, but apparently I feed off people. Like I like being near people. Like I lived in New York for such a long time and performed, but like I, I learned when I moved to LA that like, I loved being on the train because I was by myself reading, listening to music, but I was surrounded by other people living their lives and I just really liked that. And then in LA, I felt so isolated and I was like, well, where do do you go when you want to be near the people? So I would just go downtown sometimes and like walk around, but then downtown is so poorly laid out that it would just make me upset. And I was like, this is not my city. (laughs) (laughs) This is not it. But yeah, I feel you on that. Like, I just, I miss performing. I miss people. I like miss meet and greets, which is a thing that I, I do like, I didn't mind doing meet and greets, but people would always be like, you must hate this. And I was like, no, it's nice that you left your house and like me. Yeah. I just like, I, I I
1: miss it all. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and I think part of the reason the job was so fun is just like when you, people are just like screaming at how amazing you are and throwing yes. their wallets at you. Yes. That's so fucking cool. It feels good.
0: I was in Portland. This was... God, it was so long ago at this point. It doesn't feel long ago, but uh, we went to... Me and my friend Tessie went to Acropolis, which is a strip club that's, like, famous for, like, their delicious steaks. And this girl was dancing... And they had a spin pole. And I was like, ooh, a spin pole. And I'm obsessed with a ballerina move. I think it's just called a ballerina. And she hadn't done it yet. And I was like, can you do a ballerina, please? And I like put like $5 on like the little ledge. And she was like, ooh, OK. And then she was like, yell out other stuff you want. And I was like, upside down, invert. And she was like, OK. It was just like, <laughs> she was like a jukebox of moves for me. And then we like started talking. And she was like, how do you know about, you know, spin versus static pull? And I was like, oh, well, I take classes. I'm a, I'm a novice, but like, I love it. And then I just had a really nice time and I really wish her well. I hope she's okay. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. You said Portland,
1: right? hmm Yeah, they, there's, a, there's a lot going on in Portland. There's actually Kat Hollis of Portland. She organized the uh, stripper strike up there. Mm -hmm. And um, raised over $600,000 for sex workers in in Oregon specifically. Raised by the the state. I believe she got a grant from the state. Yeah. That's very fucking cool. So I really hope that the Portland dancers, you know, do have what they need during this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I just like during COVID, I feel like, I mean, I feel like strippers and sex workers, just whatever, sex workers are on their own for the most part. And then COVID was like, what fuck? It's like your business is human interaction. Yeah. And have you done any of the online strip shows? Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I like oh, them. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I did one on New Year's Eve that I hosted actually for five hours. Um, oh, wow. And then I closed with the performance. That's a big job. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing another one on the 7th, another one on the 11th, and these are all different brands. And there's just – they popped up online everywhere, and it's been great to have – control over our own content and, and make and you know keep our own money, etc. However, at the same time, the government is cracking down on online regulations. They're trying to write and add all of these new bills that um, really will greatly affect sex workers and um, and we feel like it's pretty much like a war on sex work. like Instagram is trying to erase us right now. They're trying to um, weaken our encrypted technology. Um, which would affect everybody, not just sex workers. And um, they have all these new bills in place that are trying to dismantle, um, like, porn sites. Oh, really? Yeah, and MasterCard and Visa just recently pulled out of, uh, working with Pornhub and with other porn sites so you can't they don't have credit card processors right now that just happened a few weeks ago <laughs> that's fucking nuts yeah and a lot of it has to do with the sex trafficking and um, you know the, the children you know and, and what it really boils down to is no, no one not even like Pornhub are, is listening to sex workers and, and apparently sex workers warned Pornhub like a, a few years ago like hey there's like really inappropriate content that probably shouldn't be on here like you should probably Mediate this content and remove mm-hmm. it, and they're like, eh, whatever. And they didn't. And then MasterCard and Visa was like, We don't like this child content on your website, we're out. And it's like, Dang, that's so fun!
0: I, I will never understand not listening to the people. Like not listening to, I mean, not employees, but like kind of employees, like listening to the people who are doing the work, yeah, and being like, no, we're just gonna leave it up. Right. It's like no, fucking, do, like clean your site like every couple of days, like make sure that like yeah. the content is good, legal stuff, right? Of people who are consenting and of uh, like of age, yeah. It's just. So wild.
1: Yeah. And so the bills that they're trying to pass, while well, at the same time, I can see, like, I can see the good intention behind it. But because it's being made, they're being made so recklessly and without consulting with sex workers, it really does hurt us so much in the long run. And it's just mm-hmm. like, if you just shut up and listen, like, important porn up, they don't care. They're just making money off us. They don't care. hmm You know, and now nobody can make money because y'all didn't listen. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Insane. So, yeah. And so it's just getting harder and harder to make money as a sex worker online. And we don't have brick and mortar places because of COVID. So we're all like freaking out. We're kind Mm -hmm. of freaking out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, boy. Mm
1: -hmm. Well,
0: on that note, I do ask all my guests this Would you date
1: me? I would date you, Nicole. Oh, I would. What a treat. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. I I am interested in dating, period. I'm, like, open to dating. I was just waiting to get my leg, my prosthetic leg. And now that I have that, I'm, like, ready to, yeah.
0: Is it, can you pull with the prosthetic leg? Yeah, I eventually. Is that
1: a dumb question? No, no, eventually. I hope so. I mean, yeah.
0: Yes, of course you could. I was truly in my brain being like, is that a dumb question? And I'm like, it is, because I've seen a lot of amputees, uh, Pole, and it's like, oh, yeah, of course. You yeah. just figure out different grip points. Yeah,
1: I guess. I don't know. I haven't done it yet. Um, right now, I'm just focusing on um trying to walk <laughs> right now. Ah, I just got I it see, a I few see. days ago. so Ooh, Well, that's fun.
0: Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Thank You're you welcome. So I dislocated yeah. my ankle. This is nowhere near the same thing. But uh, <laughs> I'm like in a boot and have crutches. And then I was like looking at my little atrophied leg. And I was like, oh, no, I'm a big bitch. Is this leg <laughs> like going to be okay taking weight again. We shall see. It will. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, we've come to the end. Uh, Do you have anything that you want to promote? Yeah, I just would love to talk about, you know, promote my podcast and for people, more civilians, I'm really looking for more civilians to listen to, yes, a stripper podcast because um, you can learn a lot about sex workers and strippers and not only what's going on in our industry, and in our community, but all of the amazing things that strippers do because they are incredible people. So Um, You can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts called Yes, a Stripper and follow me on Instagram at Yes, a Stripper podcast.
0: Yes. Also, if you enjoy strip clubs, look for strip online shows. Mm -hmm. Um, A fun way to do it, I'll just tell you, is to have like a Google Hangout with your friends and then uh, the Zoom and then you mute the Zoom and one person has the volume on. So you can like talk and also listen and like watch it. And it's a I've done it a bunch of times. It's very fun. And uh, they have like the Venmo. You can tip girls. It's almost like being at a club. Yeah. You're talking about
1: like a strip club online watch party.
0: Yeah. It's honestly I've done it like I don't know 10 times. It's so much fun.
1: I love that. Will you please could you share with me your formula so I could share that with other people like in a text? Yeah,
0: sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'll do it in like a
0: hot second. Well, if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can uh, rate it. You can subscribe. You can do other stuff. I don't know. But if you write me something nasty hitting on me, I will read it. This nice person said, Nicole, I need to get me into that hamper. Once I land me a pair of those sweaty tail draws, I'm going to tear into them and shake, shake them like the only dog. I smell like wet ladybush now. Do I want in? Do I need a password? I don't get the end of it. But I got the beginning half of it. Thank you very much for that uh, that fun little message. Okay, well, that's it. Bye-bye. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in LA, debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix.
1: Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T Mobile.